What is up, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning into this week's show of the Chasing Daylight podcast. It's funny, we don't have a lot of golf going on, so there wasn't a, a whole lot of talk as far as golf goes, but we still found a way to crank out an hour and a half of content for you guys. Uh, we had a special guest, Bob West, the most recent winner of the Vegas Golf Network event, hopped on and and hung out with us for a while. It's great having him on the show. He, he's an awesome guy. Played his ass off out at Revere. Um, covered a couple other things, and we got into a really good talk late in the show about putters. So uh, if you like it when we get into those deep thoughts, this one about putters was really good, and uh, I, I think you're going to like it. So um, again, thanks a lot for uh, tuning in this week, and uh, let's get to the show. Welcome, everybody, to the Chasing Daylight Podcast. This is your host, along with your other hostesses, oh, hosters. Whoa. Host, what's, what's the proper term for... Co-hosts. Co-hosts? Okay, thank you. <laughs> My hostesses. Uh, Joe and Jeremy, gentlemen, how are you guys doing tonight? Good. Well. well. Fabulous. Fantastic. Fantastic. Not me. Not after yesterday. Oh, my goodness. We can get we can get into that in a little bit here. Um, so this is the Chasing Daylight Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is the weekly walk. Um, quick little rat fire from last week. We wrapped up the show, and I said it was episode 134. It's actually 135. So this wow. is number 136, episode 60. We're killing it. Nice. Glad to hear so much enthusiasm from you guys. Right. I can't believe it. This is the crazy. I love it. It's so <laughs> cool. I can't believe it. I cannot believe it. Thank you. Thank you for <laughs> feeding my need. Um, so, uh, Joe, you didn't get out except for on Sunday, correct? Correct. So, uh, Jeremy, myself, Trey, and his buddy, Rance. Was that it? Right? Is that Rance? Yeah. Um played out at Paiute on the snow course on Friday and man it was it was in such great shape we every time we talk about it we say the exact same thing I'm sure everybody's getting tired of hearing it but Jeremy how good was Paiute very good (laughs) I just love that place yeah it's just funny I I've never ever in my life Heard someone say it was not that great out there. Oh, just when it's windy. That's when you get the... Well, they say, the, man, it was nice, off. but geez, it was windy. Yeah. You never hear, say, hear anybody ever say, oh, it was kind of rough out there. Yeah, we, <laughs> uh, we, it was a calm day for the most yeah. part. I mean, the wind, <clears throat> the afternoon wind picked up a little bit, but it was, I mean, it was so quiet and so serene and just being yeah, out there without the, the wind... That was the latest I've ever been at Paiute, and it's it's the best time to be out there. Is is the last group finish went right before dark. It was just like peaceful. Yeah, the group that was in front of us was killing me because they were. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's like the three groups in front of us. They just were like, ah, we know we're gonna finish. Fuck everybody else. Yeah, I was gonna try and go because Trey asked me, but I just you know I had to get Theo by like four fifty the latest mm-hmm. and i just knew like 
Yeah. Not going to Not going to happen. Not going to happen because we didn't, I think, what, 440 is when we came off? Yep. I mean, it was dark. <laughs> it was dark. And, uh, but yeah, such, I mean, place was in great shape. Greens were just, I was so high. I had 28 putts. It was just, it was, I made some deep ones too. I mean, big putts. It was yeah, nice. It was nice because I didn't do much of else, anything else. The, that was my first round with this new single plane swing. And, uh, you know, the range sessions have been okay. Um, at home, it's, you know, fun to work on everything. But I really was looking forward to getting out and putting it to the test on the course. And uh, definitely had some things come up that I wasn't expecting. So it's, it's you know, a little struggle. And then that, like, compounded yesterday. <laughs> uh so, but it's, it's a journey. It's, I'm only one weekend, so I'm not going to fret on myself too much about that. You know, and it's, it's just a game. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I wasn't, I was more mad at myself. I can't just, believe how many clubs you threw yesterday. <laughs> I didn't throw any clubs. <laughs> I wanted to. <laughs> I wanted to a couple times. Uh, <laughs> But Joe was mimicking my grunting after every swing. <laughs> it was like, whack. Oh. <laughs> just, I mean, I myself, too, just bat off the tee was a killer yesterday. Yeah, I saw you popped up two balls that I, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen you do that. Yeah, it's been a while. Just, I, just haven't, I don't have the groove right now. That's because you're not playing two times a weekend yeah not playing a lot but you know my golf season is coming up so yeah yeah my golf season is christmas (laughs) oh that's right christmas vacation you just go nuts go every day get back in the groove yep um jeremy you and dan are headed out to arizona next weekend this coming this weekend weekend, yeah we're headed out we're gonna leave super early friday morning and get there play uh southern dunes on friday practice round utilize the the book that you let me borrow nice and then we uh kick it off the tournament on saturday and sunday so <coughs> yeah I'm, andrew was just down there for the yeah. saguaro amateur and man he's like place is pure yeah i'm really excited to see it do you think Those it's a course that flies under the radar absolutely you know one of the reasons why it's kind of like our coyote springs i would say mm-hmm. because maricopa i mean it's not far but it's not close yeah. You know, um, Phoenix is such a huge valley. And if you're down in the southern part, you know, the Chandler area, and, and then, you know, it's not that far away. But if you're, you know, North Phoenix, Scottsdale, um, in that trek. area, it's a trek, you know. Um, so I think that's one of the reasons why it flies under the radar. We, we always stay in the south end of the valley, so it's, you know, like a 30-minute drive. Mm-hmm. So it's not, it's not that bad. Well, when you think about Phoenix golf, it's like Scottsdale. It's just the default Scottsdale's got everything. But, I mean, there's so many around outside the valley, just on the outside, you know, north of it, west of it, south of it, that are just, they're like top courses. Yeah, after the round uh, yesterday, we were hanging at the bar with Jason, and uh, he's originally from the Phoenix area. And he's like, dude, there's so much golf there. It's insane. There's just so much. And so I'm I'm curious if they're going to be going through the same thing that we're going through, that they... You know, I think with so many more courses, 
Well, you know, they got a bigger population too, though, and better weather. Yeah. So I'm going to have to talk to some of the people I know down there to see if, if they're seeing the same thing we are. Because it's just nuts right now. Course is closing because down. of course is closing, price is raising, tea time's mm-hmm. gone. Okay, Vegas yeah, uh, I, I said this yesterday. Um, can we stop growing the game for just a little bit? <laughs> just, <laughs> just take a pause. Let's let's get some, uh, you know, some some tea times out there that we can. Uh, well, it's obtain. Also been, it's been great weather, so it's oh, beyond yeah. good. People don't go out in the cold, so. Uh, we'll see. Bring on the cold. Yeah. We shall see. Uh, so news, news this week. A couple of things that I just came across earlier as I was prepping. Um, PGA Tour Live is leaving NBC Sports because I think NBC Sports is actually going away entirely. Yeah, um, but Peacock, I think, or something. They're moving PGA Tour Live to ESPN Plus, um, which is nice if you are already an ESPN Plus subscriber. No additional charges for it, so that's a good thing. I'm happy about that because that sixty bucks a year to NBC Sports Gold or whatever is no longer. Um, and they've they've added people, they've added, they've doubled the staff, they've doubled the cameras. It's going to be more different. There's going to be more groups that you can follow, and not just the one channel. And horrible announcing. <laughs> so um, that will start in Hawaii at uh, the Hyundai. Very nice. So looking f- forward to that. Finally, yeah. have some good golf coverage uh, during the week. You have to do another subscription. Uh, you should get ESPN. Just get the Disney package. It's cheap. Yeah, get, I mean it's. You, it's get worth Hulu, it, I guess. Hulu, Disney, and ESPN. Yeah. Can't beat it. I mean, I'll be doing it. I'm sure, but. And there's some good shit on Hulu. We just um, signed up for it on Verizon. I didn't know it was part of it. Oh, really? And I just renewed my PGA Tour Live like a month ago. Oh, cancel that shit. Just really unfortunate. Cancel. Tell me you want a refund. Um, Did you guys see the uh, Spieth and Stenson uh, (laughs) snafu? Yeah, that was great. (laughs) I can't Uh, believe it. You know, I mean, if it's there all week, you know, and you go there and you see the markers, you you think, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Yeah. Why does that say 17? <laughs> that was awesome. I loved seeing that. And I loved Dude, them talking to the media. They were having yeah. fun about it, you know? Yeah. Hey, can we, just, can we just leave? Can we just go get on the plane and go and not finish? <laughs> yeah, that was funny. I loved seeing um, that. that. Yeah, you don't see that too often. I mean, thankfully, you know, they didn't get DQ'd, which, I, I mean, would Tiger let them get DQ'd? I'm sure he'd have to come and step in. There's only 20 people in the field and... Yeah, I mean that's but the you rule. know there is, is two there shots. is world ranking points on the line, so yeah, they would have yeah if they would have gone on to the next hole, they would have been DQ'd. Hmm. So that's that's what happened to James at that uh, that golf event in Phoenix where they like six groups hit off the wrong tee box and they all got DQ'd. I thought it was just two strokes. It's two strokes because you played from the wrong spot, right? But if you turning your card you, without counting it. No, if you play the next hole, if you tee off on the next hole, then you're DQ'd. Hmm. You can you can go back and the, they realize though, hey, you hit from the wrong box, two stroke penalty, go back hit. But if they would have not realized that and teed off on the next hole, they would have been DQ'd. Huh. Golf man, it's brutal. 
brutal. And uh, Tiger's out there pimping some new software. Full swing, launch monitor yep. for yeah. four grand. Yeah. And uh, Phil Reedy actually posted something today saying that it's pretty sick. And so I asked him, I go, pretty sick for 4K? And he's like, considering everything that you get for this? Yeah. Um, so then I was, I said to him, I go, have you checked out the Garmin R10? Because, you know, I linked him to the video of somebody comparing it against a TrackMan head to head. And like the data points are all similar. And for 600 bucks, I mean, yeah. that's kind of hard to beat. It's, it all depends on what you're looking to get out of it. Exactly. Right? Yeah. I mean, I, is, you know, $20,000 for a track man? Mm-hmm. I, I said to Phil, I go, I'm nobody that's making money from playing golf. You know, I just want something that I can, you know, get out in the garage, take a session, and get some data points and see what's going on, or take it to the range, you know, and get some data points. I don't. You know, I don't need a $20,000 device because it's going to help me get a top 10 on the PGA Tour to pay for it. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I mean, I would never go TrackMan anyway. I'd go GC. Yeah, especially with the deals that they're having now. Yeah, and then the new ones that came out for that, the the Bushnell and then the whatever it is, the GC3 or 6 or 5 or whatever it is. <clears throat> GC Cinco. Way. <laughs> the Ocho. GC Ocho. <laughs> GC Ocho. <laughs> have four panels with <laughs> cameras on each panel. Um, so, I mean, the, the full swing. Now, I will say this. Full swing is probably the best simulator I've ever played in. Hmm. Um, I've hit in TrackMan. I've hit in uh, Foresight. Um, and I think the full swing, the full swing is it's just fast. It's, it's the, the graphics are outstanding. It's, it's a better simulation I don't know if the data is better, um, but I mean, and that's, I mean, I, I'm not looking for a simulator. I'm just looking for data. That's me. You know, some people may be looking for simulator. Jeremy, what would you want? I don't know anything about anything. So. Nothing? I, I never was into the, the launch monitors and data until I met you guys. So I'm still new, but. For me, I don't know if I would even spend four grand to be honest. It's kind of pricey for something like that, but I mean, if if we had like a couple people that wanted to go in on it and we shared it and whatever, that might be cool. But I don't know if There's, I could get myself unless I had a spot in my house where I could go and hit whenever I want all day. I think it'd be worth it. But taking it to yeah, the range, if you had like an extra room, would you do it then? Uh, yeah, I think I would do it, but still four grand. Is there like a, a month? Is there like a subscription too on top of it? Yeah, because the app's a hundred dollars a year, and then I'm sure if you want courses, there's mm-hmm. there's going to be something. There, I told yeah. I, Andrew and I were talking about it, and I said, uh, you know, this was a two thousand dollar device until Tiger signed on. Then the <laughs> price instantly doubled. Um, but I, I told him earlier, I said, yeah, you got to check the fine print. Uh, first round is free. Any additional rounds not wearing Nike golf shoes is doubled. Shot data free for the first 30 swings, then five cents thereafter unless you own tailor-made stock. Then it's three cents. Subscription model's in the works. Regardless, you're about to be fucked. Yeah, for me, like, the the one that would appeal more to me is, like, the $600 one. Because it's something I can get just the numbers that I want. But, yeah, I don't know. What do you what do you think, Joe? What would, if you were going to choose one, well, practicality-wise. <laughs> yeah, you've got one. 
And I don't use it a lot much now just because I got to rebuild my impact screen. But the reason I chose the Mevo plus is because there is no subscription and you can play courses. Mm -hmm. So that that's appealing. Definitely for someone like Matt who literally swings all day, (laughs) almost every day of the week, like that's completely worth it. But for me, like I don't practice enough to really use it or spend that much money. I mean, I probably will, spend that much money eventually but and get one but um because those things last forever i mean i just got to rebuild my my swing bay in my garage but for someone like matt yeah for sure i mean and you he tests out clubs and shafts and you know for the website Mm -hmm. i mean makes complete sense right off for the business why not yeah right off for the business why did i think about that duh now just order it right now (laughs) I think he just I'm, did. I'm, I'm clicking. I'm clicking away. <laughs> yeah. as we Buy speak. now. <laughs> foresight.com. <laughs> foresight.com. The uh, foresight, uh, the new ones that came out. I mean, what was Cliff saying? He said the, the Bushnell is like three grand subscription uh, on top of that. But then the it's like seven grand. I mean, that's to me, that's the way to go because obviously the um, photo ones are a little bit more mm-hmm. accurate. And you're going to have that for at least seven years. I mean, uh, Las Vegas Golf Superstore just upgraded theirs from the GC, whatever they were, the fucking flip phone ones. The flip phone ones? Yeah. <laughs> the G- the just, GC? The yeah, GC they, one? <laughs> the GC negative zero. Um, whatever. <laughs> whichever dot one matrix was. graphics. Yeah. 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 8-bit graphics. <laughs> Looks like Atari. Plugs in with cam lock. <laughs> I think it's awesome that there's so many options now, though, because before it was That's like true. there's two and they're like thirty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Now you can it's accessible, which is great. And it's just yeah. going to force them to. I mean, how long before TrackMan has a, a eight hundred dollar mm-hmm. option? Yep, you know that right. that you can tack on. Well, it's been blowing up. I mean, you had that um, the Repsoto, mm-hmm. uh, the R10. Now you had the FlightScope Mevo, the little Mevo, the little bullshit OptiShot one from Walmart. Uh, there's just so many <laughs> options now, you know? Yeah. The, this Garmin one intrigues me. I, the, if, if the Mevo had all that data point, I would have probably never gotten rid of it. Um, but it was just horribly inaccurate. I did, I did look and it says that you need eight feet from T to net right. and six feet behind you. Yeah. So that's radar. It, yeah. It would be very close for me, but I think I can make it work. Yeah. So worst case, I just, Set up in the backyard. Here's a question, and this is maybe a deep thoughts thing, but I think since we're talking about it, do you think players are better off now and more better at golf? And I'm talking about PGA Tour players because of the technology like these things, or do you think if you compared pre-launch monitor and data, they would be about the same? I mean, average scoring averages... Of course, there's well, a lot think, more data now, so they didn't have that back then, but what do you think? I think the person that changed the game was Dustin Johnson when he started talking about how he uses TrackMan to dial in his wedges. Mm-hmm. And I think that really kind of opened the eyes because, I mean, there was a, a lot of people that used TrackMan, but now every, I mean, Corn Ferry guy, like Harry has a TrackMan. Mm-hmm. Every player has one because... They want to know what's going on. And if there's anything that they can find that's costing them, you know, a stroke, two strokes around, 
they're going to dig in and try and find it. So yeah, I think it's, I think it's helping the players understand their weaknesses a little bit better. I don't know if it's instilling any confidence to make them feel like they could compete better, but maybe, you know, just that extra bit of knowledge is, is giving them a little bit of ease. I think it's, uh, it's helping them get better quicker for sure. Just because like you can practice a 47 yard shot and know for sure if it was 47, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, but if you were on the range without a radar and you had to, you have to find a tree that's 47 yards or a flag or whatever, 47 yards and hit to it and dial in the field. But now you can, you can literally feel, you know, I'm here. 47 yards, a little more, 52, whatever it is. It just helps you conf- confirm your feels and you see it and it registers in your brain and it confirms it for you much easier than it used to. Yeah, and now with all the information that there, you can select different golf balls, you know, you're you're hitting this golf ball and you can take your right. golf ball at home and and test out stuff and, and kind of have a good understanding of how the ball is going to react with your equipment. Well, that's another thing. This has helped dial in equipment and understand what spin numbers and launch numbers you need specifically, and it helps you dial in your equipment to get that so you're you know, maximizing your potential. I mean, that wouldn't have been done easily back in the day. I mean, you know, having- back in the day, it was more you had to know what you had to know and understand what was going on. Like if you know, uh, you had a wedge. Yeah. If you had a wedge that was generating 12,000 spin compared to nine, you as a player had to know what was causing that, you know, it's much higher. It's five yards shorter that this is spinning way more without the data. So, I mean, it takes a little bit of that creativity away and understanding away from the players, but they're getting it uh, some other way. So that gives them a chance to work on fitness now. Uh, spend more right. time, you know, with their psychologist. Mm-hmm. They confirm things faster. I mean, you could have done it back in the day, but it just take longer. I would, I think, and it, but it does take away some of the feel, which kind of sucks. But great yeah. deep thought, Jeremy. That's a that's interesting because I'm I'm a feel player, 100, percent and I'm also late a late adopter to technology like that. And so for me, when I'm playing golf out there, I never think about what my numbers are. I just think about the type of shot I want to, I need to hit. It's it's yeah. in the distances. I don't think about oh, this is what it feels like on track, man. Or it's it's weird because I never use them, and I never I don't really now, but I'd like to. I'd like to explore it. So that's cool. I'd like to get so your guys' thoughts when, on it. When you go to Robo Golf, and and work with um, whoever it is you're working with there, mm-hmm. do you you hit on the sim? Yeah, it's it's hooked up on a sim, but. And I, I don't know, like for me, looking at the ball flight on a simulator versus what it's like in real life or what it feels like in real life, they're totally different things for me. So, I mean, obviously if I adjust my, you know, the ball position or, you know, try to go more inside on my backswing and come over the top a little bit, I can obviously see a result on the screen, but I never think about that when I'm on the golf course no. to say, I want it to be like this was on this track man shot when I was working on it. Yeah. But imagine if it was your job. Yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. For sure. You know? Yep. Definitely. Absolutely. And I think I need this computer to do my job. I need this, this calculator with the fucking plus sign on it. (laughs) 
<laughs> that reacts quicker yeah. so I can do my job faster. You know, it's the yep. same thing. Definitely. And I wonder, you know, when Tiger went through all the swing changes, I'm really curious how much technology was involved in how he was making those swing changes. If he was just out beating balls, just watching trajectories and results that way, or if there was some type of... Well, I know Sean Foley back then was very video-oriented. I mean, still mm-hmm. is now. He still carries his camera with him everywhere. Yeah. Um, so I, I know a lot of it was video, watching a lot of video and, and seeing if you're hitting the points and, mm-hmm. and the checks. But yeah, that would be interesting to know, to see. Yeah, really good points. I had another... St- stat thing i was curious about that came up at revere over the weekend Uh oh check this out whoa bobby dubs what's going on what's up man how are we doing fellas so yeah jeremy what i was what i was saying that i brought up over the weekend and curious to hear bob's thoughts also is i would love to see a stat for downhill lies downhill side hill lies um with wedges Bryson's one length club compared to everyone else's wedge length club. I would, mm. I wonder if it being more upright helps him a little bit be more accurate hitting the green. That's, that's very specific, right? That's, that's very detailed there, Joseph. Well, I'm just, cause I had, I had one and I was like, oh, you know, I was like reaching. So I just wondered since Bryson's club is a little longer, I wonder if he's a bit more accurate on downhill mm-hmm. lies with wedges. What do you think, Bob? Like the ball away, from, like the ball below your feet. Correct. Because his wedges I mean, are longer; they're seven seven iron lengths. It'd be interesting to see. I don't know if they'd even have that data. Hey, because... right? I don't think so. I would be curious to see that, though. Let's just to get me, him on the show. To, yeah, let's to me, it, right? Come on, Bryson. To, if it's opposite, I think, like, if the ball's above his feet, it, it has to impact him. That has to be a lot more difficult. Yeah. yeah. Like, choking halfway up on a, right. on a club. But Yeah, because yeah, he'd probably I, be at steel by then. Or LA yeah. Or they're real close. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or real close. So, hey, uh, Bobby, welcome to the show. Mr. Bobby Fairways, uh, anytime <laughs> we have a VGN event winner, we try to get him on the show. Uh, send him a message. Say, hey, hop on here real quick. So, um, first off, let's get a little. Uh... Congrats, congrats, congrats to the big win yesterday. Thank you Came very much. down to the wire. You beat Dan on the tiebreaker. What was yeah, the tiebreaker? Sixteen to, to beat Dan. No, the the last nine <laughs> holes. Uh, they um, both. Or you shot a 35, Dan shot a 36. So That whole out eagle from the bunker did it. Right? That was big. <laughs> that, that was big. big. So I uh, tried talk... to gag it up with, bo- <laughs> with bogeys on the last two. Give us, give us a little bit of uh, what was going on in your head, how you did it, and, uh, and thoughts on being a, a, a champ. Uh, well, yeah, first of all, thanks for having me on. This is awesome. Uh, First time on here. I'm excited to be a part of it. Uh, but the listeners get to hear you every week with with your little uh, ads. Well, so. yeah, I know, I know. But welcome uh, officially to the show. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, out on the golf course, we had a great time. Obviously, I got to play with uh, a couple of you guys on here, Matt and Joe. Um, 
<clears throat> I was just I was going in trying to make short putts. That was my focus for the last few weeks. Uh, it's just been it, it kind of was like a boiling point for me. It finally boiled over with frustration where I'm like, all right, I've got to practice and dial in this setup with the short putts to just bring back that comfort level on the greens. And then because I knew Revere Lexington was in the condition it was in, it was just like I, I was just determined to stay disciplined out there. Um, we've already kind of talked about some side hill lies, but out of that juicy rough out at Lex right now, those side hill lies are just nasty. And yeah, I, I was kind of proud of myself as I, I didn't try to do anything stupid, like hit, hit long irons or three woods out of that stuff. I noticed that right away. You're like laying up more, <laughs> not pulling driver. Like I could tell you were in it. You did it on, on two right away on two, you know, yeah. cause that's, that's a very, especially where you were on the other side of the cart path. That's a very, uh, intriguing downhill shot that, you know, with your length, you can definitely get there too, but you're like, no, just laying up. And I mean, it paid off for you. It, yeah. I mean, I, I only made par on two, so I, I could have like theoretically squeezed one up around the green, but yeah, it was, it was more of just the deciding in advance and going in kind of with that strategy, just knowing that our, believing that that would work anyway and and lo and behold it was good enough to beat hodges in a scorecard playoff so it was a pretty damn good strategy it's so hard to stick to that it is man because i've done it so many times like i'm i'm playing smart today it's so hard to stick to (laughs) and so what do you what do you do to stick to it what you got do you have a, a game plan for that you make short putts, so you stay mentally more invested in the round. Because if you get to that point where you're not invested, like like I told Joe, if, if I was five over on ten, on I'm hitting hole. driver. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and yeah, so like yeah, that was kind of the first part of it. Make the short putts, keep yourself in in the round, and at least mentally in it. So what you were, you said you've been practicing the short putts. What what distance? What are you considering short putts? I've got a little like seven foot mat in my home office, so like three to six feet. Yeah, I mean, it. Uh, I think I talked about it a little bit out there that day. Is you know, Tiger made every three footer and in for over a year and a half. And I just consider just that to be the, the coolest thing. Like it just because I know the the hours that go into that on the back end. And and like I think anybody that's ever been a fan of Tiger has seen him hitting one handed putts through the tees, you know, through the little gate with the tees that he sets up, or two handed putts and just doing it relentlessly. And it's it's one of those things that it shows up in like really small decimals. But over the course of a round, over the course of a four-round tournament, over the course of, you know, trying to improve, or obviously at Tiger's level, playing like that, uh, it, it definitely shows up. Well, the thing about that is, like, the confidence level, when you know you can make those, is you know you can save par. You know? A hundred percent. Every time. And, yeah. And for me personally, I, like, I, my short game is definitely my strong suit. So if I feel good about the putter, that kind of works both ways, right? It, it inspires a little more confidence in the short game as well. 
Yeah, so um, for people that don't know, you've got a history with the game. You and your brother both have, have been playing golf for a long time. So do a, a quick little, uh, the history of Bob West Golf. Oh, man, the history of Bob West Golf. Um, <laughs> In so, yeah. uh, two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so we were fortunate, my brother and I, uh, Colby's six years younger, so we didn't like grow up necessarily playing like against each other and things like that because that's a pretty considerable age gap, especially gap, yeah. at a competitive level. Uh, but we were fortunate. Uh, my dad and my grandpa got me started at like age three, four, five, basically. Uh, by age 10, I was playing every day, all summer long, summer long in South Dakota, because you only get like four or five or six good months up there. But playing as much golf as I possibly could at that point, played... Uh, Played competitively all through junior ranks, played AJGA and all that kind of stuff. Was actually an AJGA All-American my last year in high school golf. Then decided to turn pro and work at some clubs. And I kind of did that for like the better part of 12, almost 15 years. Playing mini tour golf all over the country. Started in Arizona, played a lot in Florida. That's where I was before I came to Las Vegas. Um, I think I went to Q school like, I don't know, eight or nine times, something like that. Wow. Um, Yeah, uh, considerable time and and money and effort invested into this game. Um, I I think, yeah, I don't know. I I, I was trying to count the states I've played competitive golf in. I I know it's over 20. I think it's close to 30. Um, Just when you're playing the mini tours and and you hear about a a good tournament. You uh, go. You know, you hop in the car and you go. So So what, uh, what, give us something about Q School that like the general golfing public has no idea about. I think one thing that the public could maybe guess, but doesn't really know, and you don't really know unless you're there, is that everything is tight. I mean, you you could be at a mini tour event with these guys a week before Q school, and everybody's talking a lot, joking it up on the range. But at Q school, it is just serious. It's focused. Everybody's dialed in. There's not much communication among the field. It's, uh, it, you can tell it's Q school. It, it's a vibe, right? <laughs> That's good. That's good stuff. <laughs> different, different level of competition. Yeah. Well, I mean, definitely. I mean, Q school, that most of those guys that's coming out of their own pocket, right? I mean, you some have sponsors, but for the most part, I mean, it's a lot of people trying to make it out of the college ranks, and uh, it, it's just a whole other level of competitiveness. Yeah, and it's, you know, even more so now. It's, it's always been that way. When I started out, Q School went straight to the PGA Tour, uh, and for 50 spots. Like, Q School is a ridiculous value compared to what it is. Now it is like the essential starting block for these players because you have to get on one of the PGA's mini tours, basically, unless you come up in Europe. But essentially, you've got to start playing, you know, 
Canada, Latin America, one of those tours and to try to work your way up to Corn Ferry now. That's just the way it works. So so Q School is it's really, really important. And yeah, like you said, it's a big financial cost for a lot of guys. Even if you're getting sponsorship, it's <laughs> yeah, it's big. I mean, you spend ten thousand dollars by the time you pay the entry fee and travel oh, to gosh. all the stages. Um, and considering it yeah. takes the guys a couple times usually. Yeah. Or eight. <laughs> At best, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then that's not counting food and clothes and hotel and transportation. I mean, there's yeah. It's a it's a smorgasbord of stuff. So, well, hey, Bob, do you want to stick around? You want to hang out? Hey, I'm I'm down to hang out. Right on. Okay. So, hey, Jeremy, you still with us? He's talking. Maybe. To yeah, I'm here. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Were you on the phone with India? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Multitasking. <laughs> so um we just had one uh one thing happen on the pga or on the professional golf side of things you want to cover that real quick yes uh victor hovland came away with the hero world challenge trophy which is really <laughs> unfortunate because matt chose victor hovland it's not well, unfortunate at all what was his odds 14 to 1 or something 10 to 1 oh so you got 100 points that's it well because that was such a critical and just amazing pick, I went ahead and gave myself an additional 48 points because that's what he got for the world ranking points. So uh, That's I not think, what we discussed. I, I think that's fair. <laughs> I think that's fair. All right. If you, if you're, if you win, if like, 48 <laughs> points get you the win at the end of the season, it doesn't count. It doesn't count. Yeah. Uh, if he drops I mean, I, for now, if he drops out of the top ten, you have to lose the amount Give of points. <laughs> yeah. I th- I I mean, a hundred points for a win—that's kind of weak. You know, well, you they, got eight hundred points for yeah, your they win. They didn't get. They didn't get any FedEx Cup points. So I understand. And there was like they twenty people in the field. Points. This was a bonus event. Hey, then how? <laughs> if it was so easy, how come your guy finished last? And and Joe's didn't do so well either. He teed off from the wrong tee box. Okay, <laughs> it wasn't my week. <laughs> did you hear about that, Bob? I don't think I did. Oh yeah, Jordan Spieth and uh, Henrik Stenson uh, when they went to the ninth hole, um, the PGA uh, or whoever set it up put the tee boxes up and moved the seventeen tee boxes to where the nine tee boxes were. And so when they came around the corner, they saw the tees and just assumed that it was the right tee box, but it wasn't. So (laughs) luckily they found out and only had a two-stroke penalty. But, yeah, they both played from the wrong (laughs) tee box. That was awesome. (laughs) That was great. Too funny. Yeah. So I know that uh, in the ping putter vault, Victor Hovland's section is filling up quite quickly. Yes, it is. This is his second win so far. Start the Masters hype train for Hovland. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's he had back-to-back Eagles that, you know, Morikawa thought he was probably just cruising to another casual Sunday in the Bahamas victory, and next thing you know, well, here comes Victor. Well, Colin also lost it, too. Yeah. I mean, the first Did five Did he holes, get engaged he like, Saturday night? I don't know if it was Saturday, but recently. It very was very recently. recent. 
Okay. Okay. I mean, he's in the Bahamas. It's romantic. Did you see Crystal Club Pro Guy? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That was hilarious. That was good. Yeah. So, right. coming up this week, it's crazy. We have two weeks of golf and then nothing. Uh, Tiburon Golf Club. This is the QBE shootout. This is a team event. Uh, they're playing in uh, Naples, Florida. Harris English and Matt Kuchar have won this three times. They're going for their fourth. Yeah, they're going for their fourth, the record fourth. Yeah. And it is on TV. Because it's the only golf that's out there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, nothing else. Nope. No DP World Tour. That doesn't start back up until January. No LPGA, no Corn Ferry, no Champions Tour. Nothing. So, with my 148 points, um, I'm still way behind. <laughs> still way behind. Uh, Joe still has 1,014. Jeremy has 518. But I did jump up 148 points. So, see, I, I, 100 points would have been just weak. I needed that extra 48. Okay. Whatever helps you I think sleep it's about. It does. I'm going to sleep like a baby tonight. Um, there's no FedEx Cup update because nothing has changed because there was no FedEx Cup point event. But uh, there was one change in the OWGR. Uh, Patrick, Cantley, and Xander have flip-flop again. That's it at 4 and 5. So that's it for that. Um, we'll go ahead and take our break right now, and we will be right. Hey, Bob, you want to introduce yourself to this little segment? Let's go. <laughs> okay, we'll be right back. <laughs> Hey, I'm Bob West, your Vegas golfing real estate agent. Over the course of a four hour round, I can help you with some tips to lower your scores. I can also help you with your goals when it comes to buying or selling a home anywhere in Las Vegas or Henderson. Reach out to me on Instagram at the Bob West, or just send me a text at 605-881-5481. Give me a call, let's play around. This holiday season, head into Las Vegas Golf Superstore for the hottest gifts from Titleist and Bushnell. Feel the difference with the Titleist T-Series irons. Four models to give you maximum performance for any type of dedicated golfer. And don't miss these hot gifts from Bushnell, like the Tour V5 and the Tour V5 Shift with Pin Seeker technology. Or the Wingman with Bluetooth and audible GPS for distance. Las Vegas Golf Superstore is home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee. Or shop us online for the holidays at Worldwide Golf Shops. Welcome back, everybody. Um, it's kind of cool. We got the guy in that promo spot live here with us. Bob, how is the real estate market going on right now in Vegas? It's, it's it fine. Is. We got something to, to talk about other than Vessel Golf Bags at Las Vegas Golf Superstore. <laughs> it's a hot market right now in Vegas. Everybody wants to live here, and I don't blame them, uh, especially if they knew how awesome this weather has been oh uh, for God, golf right? lately. I mean, they'd be coming here even faster. Uh, things tend to slow down a little bit this time of year, but it's still just crazy hot out there right now. So, so if you're in need of some real estate advice or... If any anything need. related to golf and real estate, Bob West, the Bob West, is, That's it. is your just man. The Bob West on IG, just send me a message. Let's play yes. around. 
let's play around. Let's... <laughs> 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 uh, that oh, I was late for that. That that could have been a, a really good. Uh, <laughs> oh, 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 here I go again. There we go. Uh, <laughs> very nice. late. Yeah, barely. <laughs> I got I got a new I got a new sensor button. So we, oh. Oh. What the? Yeah. F- what the? What the? F- <laughs> you're late. So late. Hey, what the? F- <laughs> what the? F- you mother. F- <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was more fun than I thought it was gonna be. Oh. <laughs> All right, let's let's get into some Instagram talk. Uh, this is the little segment that we've been doing for quite a while now, and it's uh it's getting a little bit more challenging each week. Um, as many as awesome creators that are out there, you know, we, you know, three times a week, sometimes four when we have guests are throwing accounts out there that, uh, we think you should follow if you're, you know, in the golf space and chances are, if you're listening to this, you're on Instagram and following all the golf accounts as well. So, um, we like, uh, throwing these out there and just in case we find one that you're not aware of. So Jeremy, we're going to start with you this week. Who you got? I'm going with at preferred lie. They, uh, they've got a lot of uh, short videos of different courses in Canada, U.S., internationally. They've also got a YouTube channel. So it's just it's aerial footage. They've got some cool pictures. Just a, just a good one. Lots of, uh, of courses you've probably heard of and a lot you haven't heard of. Nice. I'm digging it. I like the TPL logo, too. Mm-hmm. Followed. Ooh, Cavic, what do they got? Do they do they videos about this? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that one at Cabot Cliffs is just... You quickly understand why I do not like that place. It's not that good. Sorry. That's, all, that's, that's a whole other story. <laughs> that's a whole other podcast. Yeah, it's a whole other podcast. All right, uh, Joe, let's go with you. Who you got? Uh, I got... Photos and stories while we walk through golf heaven. And I didn't realize this before. Where's golf heaven? To you, man. Iowa? To oh, you. No, it's banded. It's banded. And I'll carry your clubs, too. I just realized this. So I'm assuming this guy is oh, a caddy okay. at banded. Takes great pictures. At Tony Schuster. S-H-U-S-T-E-R. And none of y'all are following him. Great pictures. I, I literally just realized that it said that, and all the pictures are abandoned. So there's a he, bunch of Tony Schuster's on here. What is it? T Schuster 11? at Tony Slap. Schuster at Tony Schuster at T O N Y S H U S T E R. Aha! There we go. Takes great pictures. Oh wow! Yeah, about oh, that one, huh? That is a great Chasing Daylight photo right there. I'm going to have to like that one. See if uh, Scott knows him. Yeah, I'm sure he does. Oh, it's down here at the, the, Which week? the, the CJ Cup. Yeah, we never really mentioned the past couple of weeks out at Five Iron. We've had guests. Yeah, we've had quite a few good we've guests. Had some, we had... Yeah. I had Scott from Bandon, who's a caddy up there. He came by, hung out. And then this last week, uh, Cyrus was in town. The The Canadian uh, 
the Canadian the Floridian, golfing, Canadian, Floridian, Chinese, Chinese. Pro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was in town, and his family scouting places to live, and scouting schools and country clubs. And he came by for a little while and hung out. That was awesome to see him. He'll be back in January for another week before they head back to the cold Pacific Northwest. He he's a good follow. He's doing a like chasing Bryson DeChambeau kind of feature. Yes, he's, he's got series. a trainer that's going about it all the right ways, and he's going to see if he can beef up like Bryson did. I like it. He's crazy passionate about golf. His his um, daughter is named Augusta, and then he has twin <laughs> boys that are named uh, Payne and Palmer. So, <laughs> I love yeah. that. They live golf. <laughs> they live awesome. golf. So, all right. Uh, my pick this week is um, relatively new brand in the golf coffee space. It's Tea Box Coffee. Um, they this is coming to your local Tea Box soon. The Pro V One of coffee, premium coffee for golfers. Uh, tea Box Coffee. They're um, like I said, a new account. The product is getting ready to launch. They're doing their you know social media campaigns, trying to get awareness out there. And uh, we're very fortunate that they like the idea of working with us in the VGN. So you may see some uh, T-Box offerings in the VGN in 2022. So um, for all you golfers that love coffee, and I know there's a bunch of you out there, um, give, them a, give them a, a, a peek and a perk, and a peek and a perk, and, uh, and see what's up. So. Yes. Keep me away from Heck Starbucks. Yeah. yeah. All right, Bobby. Guess All pick. Right. Who you got? All right. So I've got a player. He's a long drive guy. He does some awesome stuff in his stories, which is why I love following him. Kind of gives just simple explanations on what he's working on. Uh, he's actually a friend of a friend, some of the guys I know back in Florida. So this guy is Brandon Flynn. It is B Flynn Golf, B F l y n n golf and brandon finished i want to say top eight at the world long drive in mesquite he's only been doing this for like a little over a year uh on the long drive circuit and i mean he's absolutely crushing and i i think if anybody follows that side of things he's definitely a name to watch uh in the long drive circuit man that is a powerful swing yeah man he yes. he rips it gosh he he was one of those guys that i guess i guess he was playing out in florida and some uh they were doing like a charity deal and I, I can't remember who the guy was but a, another long driver or a retired long drive guy was out there doing the you know, hit a long drive for charity kind of thing mm-hmm. and basically saw his swing and said, hey, you, you got to try this long <laughs> drive stuff. And ever since then, he's been doing it. And yeah, I mean, only only a little more than a year in and just crush it. It's crazy. Wow. Well, how so, good of a stick was he before this? I, you know, I like I said, friend of a friend. I think he was a decent player. Uh, you know, obviously the guy's athletic. So I... But I don't think it was any anywhere. I, I think he was just a solid golfer. I don't think it was anything like, you know, he wasn't 
just lashing at it all the time. But uh, just a good good player with great mechanics and athletic ability. Look crazy. At that high level of speed, to have that good of mechanics is crazy. Yeah, it doesn't look like out of balance. It doesn't look like typical long driver. Yeah, exactly. He just looks like a, a really good golfer that's swinging out of his ass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Awesome. Great pick. Well done. Stepping up the mic and dropping it. Nice. Nicely done, right. sir. And uh, from there... I don't care if the sun don't shine. I do my drinking in the <laughs> evening time when I'm... In Las Vegas, you can sit in the sun and camp. Viva Las Vegas! In Las Vegas, the unedited version. What's that? The unedited version. Yes, yes. Got a little, uh, you know. Gotta be careful. Some foul language in there that we didn't always pick up on. So, uh, Vegas segment, uh, something that just happened was the VGA Tour Championship. Bob was kind enough to join us the, after winning. The what winning. championship? The VGA Tour Championship. Uh, what did I say? VGA, I think. No, 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 no. You were wrong. I'll fix that. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Daniel uh, Hodges uh, eked out the victory for the season-long title. Um it wasn't an eek. He actually absolutely dominated. Um, I have the... Speaking of, I, I mean, what is it? I think the championship should be called the Paradise Cup. The Paradise Cup? Because Vegas is technically Paradise, Nevada. I love it. I love it. It's, it's staying. Sticking. Okay, well, show up with a Paradise Cup and then... It has I'll... more... It has like an early season major ring to it. Yeah, that's like the the fall season. It's like Mario the, Kart. The second event on the fall season. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's an avocado trophy. Yeah, well, a... there's the FedEx Cup, and then there's the Paradise Cup. A little bit more mis- prestigious than the FedEx, honestly. Oh, I like the Paradise Cup. Well, I, I, one of my first tattoos I got was dice. that... Well, that's what I was going to say. Paradise Tattoo was my first tattoo shop that I went to in town. It's on Sahara and Paradise. Yeah. And it was Paradise Tattoo. But then people might get it confused that, you know, it's not a golf thing. Yeah. But it's a we're up. We're going to have to come up with something. What about the Dunes Cup? And that yeah. relates to golf how? How does Paradise relate to golf? Because we're in Vegas and there's golf in Vegas and Vegas is technically Paradise, Nevada. Boom. Well, I mean, do you know the technical, like, do you know the actual definition of Paradise? I'm pretty sure it's like an incredible place, like an incredible cup. Golfing, That's I'm the in, definition. Paradise, <laughs> an incredible <laughs> cup. <laughs> yeah, golf is paradise. Boom, I did uh, it. That's it. Boom. All right, sketch it up. Show me something. Let's see it. Whoever All has right. the most fun wins the Paradise Cup. There you go. <laughs> uh, so Dan accumulated 511 points. Uh, the person that came closest to him was Lance. At 354. I thought it was funny. Um, One of the events Dan won, Lance didn't play in. One of the events Dan had to withdraw from, 
uh, Lance won, <laughs> and then Dan won at Las Vegas Golf Club, and Lance didn't play in it. So, I mean, they they were off schedule, but were taking care of business when one was not there. Um, he was his closest competitor. Uh, Lance missed two events to Dan's one, so it just shows you that Dan had a tremendous season. Um, Colby jumped up a bunch. He finished third. Adam finished fourth. Sean, with his good showing, finishing third at this event, finished in fifth. Bob, you had a huge jump up. Um, and you were right. You did play in a lot of events. You only missed two, I think. You missed the yeah. first one of the first one of the season, and um, then Coyote. Yeah, yeah. you went a lot you went of events, s- little points. Yeah, yeah, sixteen uh, spots, or you were at sixteen, you jumped up ten spots. So. I think Carl, Jim, Joe, Casey rounded out. Kyle dropped out of the top ten because he didn't play in the last couple events. So that's what happens. But uh, Dan won himself a nice fat one thousand dollar check from the VGN. Um, so that's that's pretty awesome. And then um, I'm going to put together the little uh, ballot for I'm going to send out to everybody to have everybody vote on the uh, who they feel is the most valuable VGN player. And uh, there's going to be a nice little $400 gift card from Las Vegas Golf Superstore going to that person. So, What and are those, the criteria for, for that? that? That's interesting. That's it's up to you. There is no criteria. Cool. There's, I mean, I don't want people getting together and going, "Hey, let's all pick this one person and split it." You know, I, I want it to be an integral thing. I want somebody I to thought of that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, pick me, pick me. I might give you, get you a box of balls. I mean, Pro V's. What do you a want? Boxes of Pro V's. No, no, no. I want, I want, you know, uh, somebody who is, uh, you know what we what we stand for in this you know you gotta love age gotta love golf can't be a dick and um just want to help grow the vg I, I want everybody to just vote with their conscience and uh pick somebody that they feel is deserving of a nice little prize so awesome. that is that what is the tiebreaker what if did we ever discuss the tiebreaker uh that, tiebreaker goes directly match. to my bank account yeah how about tiebreaker <laughs> is uh place in the standings that would make sense. Place in the standings? Yeah. You're just trying to increase your odds? No, I'm just... Or or to, if it's two people that tie, they can split it. But if it's like over two, then... We'll I don't know. Draw, standings. Draw numbers from a hat. Or amount of uh, events you played in. Because you got to be... If you got to play in events to be valuable. Uh, yeah, and that's... Then the 2022 <laughs> season... <laughs> Joe missed one. That's why he's saying that. Um, in the 2022 season, uh, you're going to get participation points. If you sign up for an event, you're going to get some points. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's going to, you're going to. Congrats, in- son. You got, you finished 10th. You get a uh, participation trophy. Yeah. No, no. You get participation <laughs> points, not a trophy. You get a trophy. You get a trophy. You get a trophy. You get a trophy. <laughs> The Oprah of golf. <laughs> no, I just, uh, you know, I want people that, you know, if you miss an event that there's, there's reper- repercussions. There's, you know, um, I understand not everybody can come to an event, but I want there to be, you know, a reason for people to show up beyond just the camaraderie and the golf and having a good time. And, you know, they're competing. What if, um, and- what if you get COVID? Do you still get the points? <laughs> 
I don't know. Did you get your refund? I don't know. Did I get my refund? You can, <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> you can play. You have to play in a mask and stay 10 feet away from everybody. <laughs> <laughs> you got to we'll pay do, for an do, extra cart. We'll do like Jeremy said. Can I play my round on Saturday? Because <laughs> I can't play Sunday. <laughs> you, have, you have to go out after everybody with, with the bad yeah, hey, we've got a, We've got a group of 31 the 32nd player is actually going to come out Saturday, so can you make sure he's got a spot? <laughs> that would be that would be hilarious. Um, and then let's see. Yeah, that's it. So the the registration is now open. Um, we have let's see. I was just checking this out. We have so far six members have signed up. Um, we've had just one. Two players that are from this season that have signed back up. So uh, I know we're not going to get everybody, uh, although talking with a lot of people yesterday, it seems like the majority of the people that played yesterday are going to be back. So, um, you know, I, I I have a lofty goal of 80 players for this upcoming season. Don't know if we're going to get there. Maybe we will. Maybe we won't. Um, we did have secured our first event of 2022. It was originally going to be at Angel Park, but uh, they've ghosted me. Don't want to talk to me, I guess. Uh, so um, Cliff, one of the original members, has stepped up, talked to his club, Spanish Trails. And so um, probably, i got to confirm the date, but it's uh, the 19th is what we're looking at of February. And that will be at Spanish Trails. Um, it's going to be a small field. This is just going to be 20 players. It is a private club uh that they are letting us come out on the weekend it's pretty awesome of them for letting us do that um we can't bring a whole bunch of people for that reason so uh 20 spots registration will open for that on january 1 and we'll go through uh what did i say it's gonna go through february 9th so you'll have a month to register for that and then uh you know first 20 spots gets it I think that'll go quick because it's going to be a it's going to be a good day out there. Yeah, love love the trail. Robert yeah, Train. Trail. Awesome. There's only one. There's only one trail. It's not Spanish trails. We've been corrected on that. Sweet Jeremy, are you going to make this one? I am. Yeah. Yay! Yeah, it's four players on the screen right now. So there's only 16 spots already. Yep. Yeah. Well, and then Cliff, so 15. So I mean, it's, it's going to go quick. <laughs> What if what if we sign up more members to the VGN from Spanish Trail in the meantime? Maybe we can find a bigger group. Ooh, mm-hmm. I like the way you think. Ten Spanish Trail members, and we'll have a thirty field. Uh, thirty two. I mean, twelve. Well, they could 12. all have four, eight. We could, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. I like the way you're thinking. I'll get with Cliff and and get some brochures out to him pronto. Let's print up <laughs> some flyers. Yep, print up some flyers. So, um, we're getting kind of long. You want to do a deep thoughts? I got something I want to talk about. We can do odds. Oh, yeah, odds. I forgot. Do we want to do picks for the, the QDE? QBE. QBE? I can never get that damn picture right. Uh, we can. Okay, so how are we going to determine victorious points? So, hold on. First, I don't know if everyone remembers QBE's format, but Friday is a scramble. Uh, Saturday's alternate shot, Sunday best ball. So it's pretty entertaining. Yeah. I already we know just, who I'm taking, so. We just do odds 
times 10. Or odds plus a zero. Yeah. Odds plus zero. Same thing. Yeah, same thing. Weak ass, weak ass points for... Yeah, no bonus world golf <laughs> random points that come out of nowhere. I okay. still think that is... High. If, if you would have suggested that to me, I would have been, you know what, that is a damn good idea, Joe. I'm glad you thought of it. Yeah, I mean, if we thought about it last week when it was decided, yeah, it might have been a good point, but after I decision, I don't know. Seems well, a little fishy you know to me. Do you know this is what made me... Because I was, I was checking the, the world ranking... The, the page and they list the event winners for the week and how many points they got and so i was like oh 48 points oh that's fair that's not like 400 points that's just 48 points that they should they they should be respectable for that yeah i didn't know you guys were going to be assholes about it but yeah i mean they were offering free water for everybody i, I took 18 of them i just thought <laughs> they were free <laughs> nobody else needs water uh all right, your favorite, yeah. Burns and Horschel. So, so Joe, Joe <laughs> owes me a beer and bounces and goes, oh, I just Venmo'd you. That's like, I really wanted him to, you know, I wanted to see him pay for the beer and hand it to me. I no. should have waited. Venmo me $5 and the next time I'll do that. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> All right, your favorite for the QDE shootout. QBE. 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 Uh, QBE. Three and a half to one. Three and a half to one. Burns and Horschel. Kokrak and Na. Five and a half to one. Uh, English and Kucher. Six to one. Homa Kisner. Seven and a half to one. Day and Leishman. Eight to one. Poulter Westwood. Connors McDowell. Ten to one. Harmon Swafford. Zalatoris O'Hare. Jones Palmer. Twelve to one. K.H. Lee and Snedeker. Sixteen to one. L. Thompson and Watson. Thirty-three to one. I like it. Yeah. All right. So um, my pick, let me make sure I got it right up. Yep. I'm going with the uh, Homa Kisner team. Damn it. That's what I was going to pick. So I'm second last week, right? I'll go, um, I'm going to go deep on it. Uh, Burns and Horschel. Oh, wow. Real deep. Yeah. Looking for that. that Deep the other way. That three point five or that what thirty five points? No, no. There's yeah, three and a half to one, aren't points, they? Yeah, that's yeah. Right. That's what I was gonna take, but then that's just <laughs> yeah. You. <laughs> I wanted home a Kisner, but. Uh, uh, Speaking of day, Jason Day, did you guys watch the PGA memes video, the home course I, on I YouTube? I have not watched that yet. Yeah, it was freaking epic. Very yeah. good. Sick. I, I've been living in Mo Norman's world the past week on YouTube. So, yeah, there's a there's a PJ memes home course of Mo Norman. Also, you should check that out. And he, he has videos of Matt <laughs> swinging in his garage on loop. Is <laughs> 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 Matt dressed sing up as Mo like in his backyard? Like this is my putting green. <laughs> sing of beauty. It's gorgeous right there. Think of beauty. <laughs> All right, Jeremy, who are you taking? Oh. Shit. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Crocac, Crocac and Nah, Crocrack and Nah. Yeah, Crocac and Nah. Nah, Nah was ringing the uh, horn. The yeah, I saw that. That's why I'm picking him. All right. So, Bob, this is what we do on guest picks. Uh, right. Well, actually, there's no cut in this, so we'll do whoever finishes last. If your pick yeah. is better, 
uh, or if you win, whoever finishes last will get the points. Can, can we just all agree on that first before next week? Yay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> agree. Fuck you guys. Can we... I'm like, I'm like 800 points behind him, and he's worried about 48 fucking points. I get that in writing. <laughs> uh, give me Sean O'Hare and Will Zalatoris. O'Hare and the Z-Man. 12 to 1. 12 to 1. Oh, yeah. So what was... Oh, I got him up here. I can write it down. We're good. Oh. All right. So deep thoughts, what I want to get into. Hot take. Um, Zalatoris gets a win this upcoming season. Agree. You think that's a disagree. hot take? I think he does. Oh yeah, I'm. I'm. I mean, he got on such a hot streak, and then he got hurt. Right, he had a wrist issue. I think so. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he's too talented. He's too talented. I think. I think he gets another win. You think he plays Masters well? Again? A- absolutely. It's it, it. It's the Jordan thing. You show up. You're young, you play well there, and then you just do great for four years until you dunk it on 12 on Sunday. And that's – these young kids, they just don't know – they don't know what it's like to work up to that victory. You know, the players that took a long time to, like, Sergio, you know, for all the years that he struggled. And Rory's going through, you know, they don't have that pressure to – yeah, they just yeah. they just know how to do it. So right. I think until he feels some pressure and chokes, he's just going to dominate that place. Yeah. What do you think, Bob? Who are we talking about? I missed the name at the beginning. Willie Z. That, Willie Z. Yeah, I I think I think your your take on Augusta is right on. You know, it's like in, until he gets snake bit, he's going to have awesome memories there, but. Yeah, I, I, I'm rooting for him. You know, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him hop up that leaderboard. Now, will he get a major this year? That's a better hot take. No. No, no. I don't think so. No? I mean, if I had to pick four players, uh, and that's no offense to him, I'm just not picking yeah. him. I can respect that. All right, so... Um, this is our deep thoughts music. Stat guy, but not stat guy this time. Take it away, Mo. <laughs> just perfect, just perfect, absolute perfection. I'm gonna nail that voice. You'll see. Um, so uh, after watching, um. Jeremy work on some putting and having issues with his Betty and going back to the Cameron and Bob talking about only making short putts and me with my putting conundrum of 2021 that I've finally, you know, leveled out um, from the, the heart attack. That you that I started was with a guarantee of one putter. Yeah. <laughs> Five putters later. <laughs> it's, Hey, that's a golfer, all right? That's a, you know, it's a golfer. So um, I wanted to talk about the putter and what it is about that club that either just screws with so many people's heads, uh, 
something that they're just unbelievable with and they're never going to change. Um, what, what do you think it is about the putter that has such a focal point? Because before it was just a club that you used to tap the ball in the hole. And now it's turned into a, a status symbol, um, a representation of your style. Um, your they have different classifications now. You got blades and mallets and center shaft and and goosenecks and you know these unique brands like Kraken's putting out there. And, and you got Lab. wood putters from Bradley. And I mean, there's so many different varieties out there now. And I think it's it's a telltale sign of how sporadic the golfer's brain is that, you know, back in the day, the bullseye putter worked for everybody, you know, and now there's countless options that everybody's trying to find that perfect thing for them. You know, is, is it, is it the head size? Is it the head weight? Is it the shaft? Is it the grip? Is it the, the lie angle? There's so many different things. So what, the question I'd throw out there is, is what is it about the putter that you think is so just powerful in the game? I'll start with you, Bob. So it's definitely a work of art. I've always kind of viewed the putter that way. Um, even the first putter I picked up was a Wilson 8802, like super classic, old school. But there was a reason that I picked that putter up off the rack over all of the other putters. Uh, so I think that's that's number one. Whatever gets you to pick it up and put it down behind the ball and think, okay, this thing looks good. And then for me, it's it's always that moment of truth of, okay, I just hit that solid. Is it where I think it's supposed to be right now? If it is, I've got myself a, a great putter. Uh, most of the time it's not or it doesn't feel quite right, or it's not quite hitting your lines. And, and then, you know, you've got some searching to do. Jeremy, what about you? For me, uh, I think the putter is it just, it's the most, I mean, it's, putting is the easiest way for you to shave strokes off of your score. Honestly, if you work on your putting, like we were talking about earlier, if you know that you can get out of there with a par guaranteed, whether you miss the green or hit it, that adds so much confidence to the rest of your game. But for me, the putter itself, it's a hundred percent of how it looks behind the ball and how it feels. Uh, I've tried, I haven't really tried a ton of mallets cause they just don't look right to me. The gimmicky, you know, let's add all these weird shapes and weights and different face materials. It doesn't do much for me, but I think that golf brands build things because they know people are searching constantly for something that's going to give them an edge or they feel like they're going to get an edge or feel like it's going to help them get better. But to me, it really comes down to you working on your putting. You could putt with a 8802, which is a super difficult putter to use right, right off the rack. I mean, you've got to spend <laughs> hours using that thing to hit the sweet spot consistently. So... I don't know. I'm not a fan of all the different types of putters, but for me, when I choose a putter, it as soon as I set it down, I know that's the right one, which is why I keep constantly going back to the same Scotty Cameron. Same one over there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, what do you got, Joe? Uh, I think looks is a, a huge deal. Um, just looking down at it and, and feeling confident. 
Um, but as far as putting, I just think the main problem is like trust. Like you just got to trust your line, trust your speed, trust your stroke. And if you're not fully committed to it, it's not going in. So unless you get lucky and you have to trust the look of your putter looking down on it and you have to, you know, you gotta have that trust and confidence in it. What what made me start thinking about this was Friday at Paiute, I had 28 putts, was rolling the ball. I mean, 28 putts isn't like, you know, fantastic, but it's, it's good for me. You know, I average around 30. So anything under that, I'm always, I'm always happy. Um, and I just felt like everything was going in the hole and the green speeds out at Paiute are just they're They like, they're in my wheelhouse. And then yesterday at Lex, I had 35 putts on a course that I know probably better than any other course in town. And I know how those greens are and I know how they've been rolling lately. And I just couldn't find anything. I couldn't do anything right with it. And so, you know, my chaotic golf brain is going, well, is that putter right for you? You know, and it's like, yes, it is because I've been averaging, you know, with that putter anywhere from 27 to 29 putts around. So I know it is, but then it, it just takes one bad day of putting that can just throw it into a, a tailspin of, well, what, what you got so many other putters over there. Why don't, why don't you grab that Olsen long neck that you like so much and, and let's yeah. see what happens. Did you throw the putter in a tailspin? Because I find that a gamer is not really a gamer until it gets tossed once or twice. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm not a club thrower. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'll smack it into the ground was, a little bit, you know, but... It was just a gentle toss toward your towel and your wedge, you know. Just, just, just to let it know. A couple yards. Couple a little y- dirt <laughs> on it. Yeah. Give it the old Bush Harmon underhand toss. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't think you, you putted that terribly yesterday. No, no. I, oh, I mean, you didn't I, make you didn't make a lot of putts, but I don't think you putted terribly. Maybe you just had a day off reading the greens, and you just couldn't read the greens. Yeah, yeah. It's just I just didn't. I mean, I had like three three footers that I just just got up there and and you know and it, yeah. I think it's bad. I think uh, putting for amateurs is. The easy out is just switching putters, but you have to realize that sometimes you're just going to have a shit putting day. You're just not going to read, whether it's yeah. the putter itself, you're just, your stroke is off. It could be you're just not reading greens, the speed. Mm-hmm. The easy out is really just, this is not the right putter, which I've gone through that so many times. Putter, I've switched putters more than any other club in my bag, which is, it's super frustrating, so, but that's what, that's equipment companies know that amateurs struggle with that type of thing. Let's just make all these different putters because someone will try them all. It's insane. The, the designs and the, everything that they're doing with the putters, it's, it's causing, I think it causes more confusion than anything else. Yeah. I think there's a difference between boutique putting putters, you know, the, the art putters versus things like, and I'm not, I don't mean to call out Odyssey and TaylorMade specifically, but, Oh no. The things that they just add from generation to generation, it's like it's just putting. It it's like literally just putting. It's the same thing yeah. Arnold Palmer was doing in nineteen sixty five. It's right. the same thing. It's it's not not a lot has changed. I think more than you know, the putters changed putting has changed the least compared to the other parts of the game. 
Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's one hundred percent confidence. Yeah, it's confidence though. It's it's yeah. it's just you being not confident and feeling like the putter is the problem. Right, Jeremy. Let me ask: Do you feel because I have days where I just I know I I, I try not to admit it, but I know it before I've even stroked the putt because the setup doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. You know, do you have days like that? Because I feel like that's the biggest thing that most amateur golfers don't even bother sorting out is like, mm-hmm. what, what does it feel like to feel perfectly set up or for you perfectly set up over the putter? Yeah. hundred percent. So, um, when we played at Paiute, oh, that's so interesting. Paiute the other day, every putt I look at, I knew I was going to make that putt hundred percent. And I missed a couple short ones, which is just stupid, but there's days where you just, you're on the green and you know, you're going to make it and you just make it. Cause you can see the line, your stroke feels good. And you're, if you've made a few putts, you feel like you can just keep it going. But then there's times where you're like, have I ever swung a putter before? Like, have I ever read, read a green before? <laughs> it, it happens to everyone, but absolutely. There's days where you're just not comfortable and you just have to not change it during the middle of a round. You just have to stick with what you're doing and then work on it after. I love those days when it like, you know, you're playing on track, man, and you see the line go into the hole, like when you're playing and you can see that line, you see the line, like literally yeah, in your yeah. head and you're just visual, like those days are awesome. And that's how I was at Paiute too. I mean, I, every putt and, and 70 feet to four feet, I was like, this is going in. It's going, I, I saw him. It just, it was there. And then yesterday I, I couldn't see a fucking thing. Nothing. It's probably because of all the ball marking. <laughs> <laughs> you just you didn't know what you were putting to. <laughs> oh, I I just nothing, nothing. I mean, the, Bob caught the only video of the putt I the only putt I actually made that was more than three feet. <laughs> it was, was a bad a six day. footer. Yeah, it was a that was a good putt. So I mean, kind of so, going off of that a little bit. So we talked earlier, right before you joined Bob, we were talking about TrackMan and technology and and all these launch monitors that are coming out. When you think about it, I mean, we only know more about the golf swing because of the technology advancements and people recording and slow motion and all this stuff. But when you think about it, it's just golf. It's just a swing. And if you can repeat that swing, you're going to get the results. It's the same with putting. You practice, you work on putting. Your putter has nothing to do with it. If it looks good to you, that's, that's really the end for me. If it looks good and I feel confident putting it, that's the only thing that matters. I think it's the same with the rest of the swing. I think sometimes, and this is me being, you know, the field player and, you know, whatever. I don't know. I, for me, it's just I get up there, I look at what I, where I want to hit the ball, and then I just swing the club. If I try to think too much technically, that's when I start getting in trouble. So I don't, I mean, for me, Yeah. Would would you sacrifice feel for performance? If if you have a putter that doesn't feel as good as your gamer, mm-hmm. but you roll everything with that, would you be more willing to put that in play and sacrifice that feel? Or would you rather go with the feel that you love every time and know that you're not as good with it as another stick? Um... So I would probably go with the feel putter because I would feel overall, I would feel like I can make every putt, whether I make every putt, I don't know. I mean, how would we gauge 
over a long, it would take a really long time to figure out that this putter actually performs more than this, than my field putter. But I don't know. For me, I like to be comfortable and I have my feel and then I just hit the ball. Yeah. From right now, the, the Ricky Johnson, I am, I'm rolling it so good. And I mean, if everything feels good with it, in my opinion, it's, it's a great putter. But my long neck Olsen, it's the best feeling putter I have, but I just don't putt as well with it. Um, so I guess I get knowing, feeling I'm going to make everything and, and the feel I think is a little bit different there. But I was getting at, if that makes sense. So I've got, a, I've got a funny story for you guys. I was watching Charlie Belgian play in Sea Island. It, this was years ago, the week before he won the tournament at Walt Disney World, a tournament that's no longer on the PGA Tour. But Charlie's working with his caddy before the first round of the tournament, and he goes... He's like, literally, the putter feels so good, but he's lined up four inches right of the hole on every, like, when, when he thinks he's hitting it straight, he's lined up four inches right. So he's confirming with his caddy, hey, handlebar, am I four inches right? He goes, yep, you're four inches right of the hole. Charlie says, perfect. He goes out, I mean, with an extreme level of confidence in that feel, where for me, my mind was blown when I heard that. Because I was like, there's, there's no way. Because I've, if I'm lined up four inches right, I, I'm going to be trying to fix it. Yeah. Most golfers yeah. are going to be trying to fix it. And I'm like, wow, he's just rolling with it. And a week later, he wins. Mm. And I, I was like, wow, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking golfers. Well, you just think about like in a swing with amateurs, like they get stuck and they're trying to catch it up and fix it mid-swing. I mean, the same thing happens with the putter if – if you get off, I mean, you try and catch up with it and fix it. But I don't know if you've ever, Bob, if you've ever seen that putter. I don't know if you still have it, Matt, the one that Steven had with the the grip that is, like, turned left or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So, yeah, that's another thing that's interest- that yeah, was interesting. That was interesting when you Steven, saw uh, I sent him one of the Ricky Johnson putters to, to try out. And um, so he, he tried it out for a little bit. He goes, yeah, it's just not working for me. So he sends it back. He goes, I put a new grip on it, though. And lengthened it a, a, an inch. I said, okay. So it comes back, and I grab it, and when I hold it up, it's like six degrees open when I'm holding the grip square. And I'm like, I go, what the fuck is wrong with you? And he goes, he goes so everybody's hands are exactly the same? And I was like, <laughs> no. And he goes, that's the way I like to hold a putter. I was like, you're a weird motherfucker. <laughs> it's, <not laughs> it was, it's I'm like, oh my, but it's true. Not everybody holds the putter the exact same way. Yeah. And he found what works for him. And for him, it's, you know, when that putter grip is straight up, he needs to have it open. It's wild. Wild. So, all right, everybody. This is a long one. Loved it, though. Bob, thank you so much for hopping on with us. Thank it, you guys. It's for funny that we have shit to talk about every single week and we can knock it out in 45 minutes we got nothing to talk about and we go an hour and a half yeah interesting <laughs> it's, it's good stuff um so everybody thank you so much for tuning in we'd really do appreciate it if you can make sure you give us a follow on instagram facebook we've got the um, daylight chasers fan group on facebook that's we're having a lot of fun on that um yeah and uh let us know what you think. Uh, hop on the website, chasingdaylightpodcast.com. You can leave reviews, comments, 
on these uh, episodes. You can leave a comment on this episode. You like something Bob said? You like it? Leave him a comment. You think I'm an idiot for shit I said? Let me know. <laughs> Vice versa. Um, we love we love the interaction and, and we'd uh, love to hear from you guys. So that'll do it for this week. We will be back next week and um, talking about my uh, you know victory with Homa and Kiss. So right. <laughs> Okay, until then, everybody, make sure you get out, golf this week, and uh, chase some daylight. Later. Later.